This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Look right down any crowded hall. You'll see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere or a reflection? One always calls out to you. The other's shy and quiet. Could there be two different? Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV series, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And it's a whole new world! It is, much like our, our book mm. return. We've kind of been <gasps> transplanted to a fancy resort rather than actually really hanging around <gasps> Sweet Valley High or its environs. Oh my god, you're right. I didn't even think of that parallel. I was too traumatised by the fact that... <laughs> Like there's a not only is there a new Lila and a new Ruth, but or a new uh, Todd. Todd, yeah. Vincent's had a very unfortunate haircut. Oh my god, it was so much to spring on us all in one go. It was like I kind of had whiplash after those first five minutes, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot going on in this episode, but to uh, prepare ourselves for it, um, Karen, can you read out the? blurb our okay. delightful wikipedia, wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> our beloved wikipedia summaries uh yes so our episode title is much ado about nachos um <laughs> it's it's unfortunate and i enjoy a pun so much but with this one it just feels like it's in bad taste um yeah there's there's a Does lot of really makes sense <laughs> really. so okay our blurb is as follows the gang holidays in mexico they're mm. all at a Mexican resort paid for by the Fowler family, and Enid learns Manny's true feelings for her. Mm. Lila and Jessica run up such a huge tab, they find out that Lila has been cut off. How are they going to pay the piper? <laughs> I mean, it's not really Lila and Jessica running up the huge tab. Not eh, Jessica more so, in fact. Actually, there is a couple <laughs> of sides where it's like, whoa, Jessica is taking the piss. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it is kind of a group effort, to be fair. Um, Very but, true. But again, you know, pretty accurate for <laughs> for a little Wikipedia blurb. So, you know. Well, that's that. true. It's not, definitely not the least accurate. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of competition for that prize. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we begin on the beach, but not the beach in Sweet Valley. It's, uh, they've, they've crossed the border. They sure have. We are in Mexico in a fancy resort. Which, by the way, I don't know if you spotted this. It's called... Oh, I did. Puerto Paradiso. Because <laughs> there is only one name for any fancy spa or resort ever. And I have questions about the Paradise uh, Spa slash resort <laughs> franchise as a whole because their business practices are slipshod to say the best. Oh, I oh. could possibly put it like just... Very questionable. Everything about it is very questionable. Very questionable. We've got a spa where people's faces get stolen <laughs> and runaways are sort of mm-hmm. brainwashed. Yep. We've got a, a fancy resort chain in the Caribbean mm-hmm. that doesn't pay its workers. Nope. <laughs> and then we've got Puerto Paradiso, which operates 
I mean, its business model is leaves a lot to be desired, as does it, its uh, security. Oh, so true. But <laughs> yes, it seems like this entire franchise has been built on the backs of teen labour. So there's that. Yes. <laughs> God, every single one of them, as we will find <laughs> out in this yeah. one. <laughs> well, Jessica's on the beach with some stranger. <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> oh, I mean, okay, we all know there is a new Lila. Mm. I have to say, this new Lila definitely looks more like Lila in the books. Yes, I will give her that. However, she is no Bridget Flattery. Oh, this is the thing. It's such it's such a high bar to reach because like we got so attached to Bridget Flannery, but also she is properly fucking hilarious and has really good comic timing. Mm. And again, it's not always the actor's fault because sometimes they're just given terrible lines to work with. But I feel like Bridget always just fucking made it work at the same time. So it's like, I don't want to judge this. It's Shirley Elliott, I think is this new girl's name. And I don't want to be too mean and judge her too harshly because again, it's not her fault. She's been cast in a fun show. It's like, good for you. But also I just miss old Lila so much. The thing is, as you said, like Shirley Elliott is not bad. It has to be said. like She's not bad in it. It's just we are missing OG Lila mm, Big time Yeah she just had such A fun kind of Just made such a fun Niche for herself I feel yes. like as well Just she was so Fucking funny Like it's It's hard to top that It's true Well this new look Lila is uh, Has been treating Jessica to um, To this Week Weekend Who knows how long They've been there <laughs> In uh, in In a Mexican resort Which remains unnamed And we're told It's their last chance To have fun Before school starts Next week hmm. And uh, Lila Thinks she deserves a treat After the exhausting summer She spent frolicking In Bermuda <laughs> She's been busy <laughs> She has Well Jessica Is dreading another year Of having Of, uh, of school Because she's going to have to Sleep through class On a hard uncomfortable school chair <laughs> the humanity yeah. <laughs> and then Liz approaches to Lila's horror because apparently like I don't really understand what everybody thought was happening but uh, everybody just seems to have like up sticks and oh. moved to Mexico <laughs> this whole entire um, holiday is again very haphazard planning does anybody's parents even know where they are people just kind of randomly turn up and it's like do they think someone else is paying for this have they all just paid their own way down here Uh, there's a lot of unanswered questions Uh, there was also a kind of a throwaway line I think as we were panning across the table where you can hear Jessica talking about how she was asking a guy to fill fill this fridge with lobster and he was like of course so this is kind of little tidbits of Jessica running shit up very early on Lila's account oh, uh, on this holiday. True. So she's looking for mini fridges full of lobster in her room, it sounds like. Mm. She's got a taste for the high life uh, and a taste for inviting her sister without telling Lila. And Lila, we are told, is pretty much paying... Like, Lila is footing the bill. As you mm. say, what did everybody else think was happening? Because mm. <laughs> not only is uh, is is Liz there... Um, which was is comes as a surprise to Lila. Hmm. Uh, Jessica invited Liz because she'd been working so hard all summer at some internship. Uh, but Liz mentioned it to Todd. <laughs> Can it be? I guess. And it's so funny because for all the giving out we did about previous Todd, I kind of missed him. <laughs> yeah, same. With his sulky little face. I know. He was such a little diva. I was like, oh, I miss that little grumpy fucker. <laughs> I have to say this one, 
looks and has much more of the feels more like Todd in the books. I guess the vibe is a little more Todd, book Todd aligned. The curly mm. hair kind of throws me a bit. Um, but uh, yeah, I also feel like, I don't know, I guess we'll, we'll get into the shit that Todd pulls in this episode. Oh, it's dreadful. <laughs> because it's just, it feels like <laughs> we've just met this guy as new Todd. You kind of feel like they might have just given him a soft intro to kind of warm us up a bit. But instead yeah. it's like, oh, Todd is a new face. Still an asshole. It's like, after yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is very, very true. Yeah. Um. So yes, this uh, I don't know. Two Todd two. Um, I don't know, we'll actually, th- we should have really thought of names for them before we started recording this. But, <laughs> to be um, fair, I think if we've learned anything, it's that listeners are far better at naming uh, characters oh, like true. this than we are trying to come up with something on the spot. So have at it in the comments, you guys. <laughs> Knock yourselves out, by the Alpha Sisters. Um. But Cheryl is also there, and uh, Lila says, and this is the thing. Shirley Elliott does deliver this uh, very funny. She she just says in pure horror they're multiplying <laughs> she does a good horrified reaction in fairness to her yeah she does and uh, yeah it turns out Liz basically told all her pals about this trip and Edith were told overheard yeah, sorry Edith's like her best friend allegedly sounds like she's getting this third hand like from the original source which yeah feels a bit weird and well, she invited herself along. And uh, yeah, Todd just starts helping himself Ugh. to Lila's caviar tacos. So fucking rude. It's like, we've just met you and you're immediately incredibly fucking rude. <laughs> like, I, I'm not warming to this Todd at all. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Especially when Enid somehow doesn't know what caviar is. I find it very hard to believe somebody who's in school with Lila doesn't yeah. know what caviar is at the age of 16. Um, But when uh, Lila reveals that they're fish eggs, Todd just spits them out, like, back on the plate. He's disgusting. It's horrendous. And again, like, uh, new Lila <laughs> um, does like pull another horrified face uh, and she's just like okay w- uh, will there be any other charm school graduates joining us because she's just so horrified by this turn of yeah. events and fair enough being horrified by the fact that someone's just come over and scoffed your tacos and then spat it back out on the plate <laughs> fuck <laughs> off Todd what the hell I I would be horrified too, so yeah. I can't blame her. And again, she delivers that line with uh, impressive disdain. Mm. Um, but Jessica says, well, at least there's no Winston. Then who should come up <laughs> with a sombrero on his head? I mean, everyone's gotten a makeover, but uh, here comes Winston with... Oh, he cut his beautiful hair, you guys. It's <laughs> And he didn't cut it in a cool way. <laughs> no. It's... Didn't. Deeply unflattering, this haircut. And it's not like it It actually looks more like a sort of an 80s bouffant. This is 1995. And yeah, it's a weird and, choice for, yeah. Like, it's, it's not a cool 90s hair, mid 90s haircut in, mm. or even like a sort of 90s boy band. You the know, kind of haircut. Like the, the curtains, the curtains or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of you'd imagine would have been the go to, but. Yeah, it's like they just decided, you know what, Winston, Winston's too hot. We need to do something about this. <laughs> Drastic measures must be taken to his beautiful herbal essences hair. That's literally the only explanation that makes sense. <laughs> and I mean, like they are trying, you know, further to make him unattractive. Uh, he takes off his, I don't know, is it like a sort of dressing gown yeah, slash he's, robe? He's inexplicably wearing what looks like a hotel dressing gown as he wanders up in his sombrero. And then he takes it off and he's wearing just an appalling, just tacky tourist t-shirt that says Mexico on it. And 
shorts than I think, say. Viva, viva Mexico. Yeah, it's like, yo, and viva Mexico. Uh, it's like they're handwritten on the shorts. Yes. It's, you know, choices were made. <laughs> we do not approve. Sure don't. Especially when he then announces in an extremely ill-advised, like, version of an accent. Uh, Ladies, let's party. And I was just like, oh, Winston. What, what have oh. they done to you? What have they done to my boy? Good God. <laughs> Though I have to say, I was expecting the Mexican stuff to be way worse. And in hmm. a way, it makes no sense that they were in Mexico because it's not really relevant to anything. No, not really. But again, it just moves the action out of Sweet Valley. I and mean, I guess, yeah. you know, where's where's Lila going to go on holidays? It'll be like fucking Cancun or somewhere. Yeah, country, true. You know? I guess I thought like Mexico, and I'm relieved it didn't because I can only imagine what they'd have done. But I thought the Mexican location or, you know, the the culture clash would have mm. been more of an issue because they might as well have just been in another part of California. Well, that's true. Yeah. But that's also true for lots of kind of fancy resorts like that. It's like true. you go and you just stay there and you don't leave. We've all watched yeah. The White Lotus. We know what people are like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, White Lotus, Paradise, Camp Paradise. That's what I'd like to see next uh, season. Yes, the parallels are unignorable <laughs> at this stage. <laughs> Well, we cut to, I guess it's a little later on, and Winston is standing on the beach with a kite when Enid approaches him and um, wants to show him the scrapbook she's taken home from summer camp, which she has inexplicably not only taken on another holiday, but (laughs) to the fucking beach. (laughs) She is hauling this ginormous scrapbook around with her. Now, I kind of presumed that she maybe was working at this summer camp all summer and that like she oh yeah no I think it. she was that yeah is, yeah that is what they're impl- yeah yeah because yeah. yeah there's all these little keepsakes and stuff from like the the little campers the <gasps> hey chill gaze <laughs> holy shit <laughs> synergy how does this keep happening and it's I swear to god it's never planned we are simply oh. not that organized absolutely parallels. this is weird <laughs> we only really know now while we're discussing it so <laughs> Professional. <laughs> it's why you pay us the pink bucks five, <laughs> five quid a month gets you this sort of professionalism oh. and it's much appreciated um well Eber or Eber, Eber. <laughs> god I really even more professional I'm getting Eden's Who? name and giving her an Irish name which Irish is not why not <laughs> A name not uh, seen in Sweet Valley before. No. Enid has uh, been traumatized by uh, by kites in her camp. Oh my god! Apparently. Yeah, she kind of distracts Winston as he's flying this kite. Uh, so the kite we see it kind of fall to the ground and it lands near a kid making a sandcastle or digging a hole or something. Uh, and he kind of freaks out. She's like, "Oh my god, you could have killed that kid!" Uh, but Winston's like, "It's just a kite." But then Enid's like, "Tell that to Becky Summers." You know, one minute she was there making a macaroni necklace or something like that, and the next minute there was a dragon kite sticking out of her neck. And Winston's <laughs> like, "Oh, ouch." But like, yeah, Enid then continues and she's like, remember, Winston, kites don't kill kids. Kids with kites do. So it's like, damn, Enid, what happened at Camp Winnebago? (laughs) Did she just run through her own fucking slasher movie summer? (laughs) Oh, that is a spinoff I'd like to see. (laughs) Enid is a perfect final girl. Like, she would make it. Shit, she really is. Well, uh, then, as if Winston hasn't suffered enough with this terrible haircut, he gets hit in the head. (laughs) 
with a ball by Todd, who <laughs> kind of apologises. Kind of. And uh, Ina is appalled by Todd's cavalier attitude to safety and uh, tells him that uh, balls don't kill kids. Kids with balls kill kids. Again, Enid is on high alert for child injury, it seems like. So some shit definitely went down at this fucking summer camp. I have questions. (laughs) And then a child steals Winston's kite, and as Winston rushes off in hot pursuit, she trips on a hammock. (laughs) He does. Uh, Again, some good physical comedy here, in fairness, Hmm. from from our fave Michael Pearl. But yeah, he he kind of, yeah, falls over this hammock. He's upright again and kind of waves like, oh, I'm okay. And then gets hit in the head again by a football. And that was actually very funny. I did laugh. It was nicely timed. (laughs) Well, we cut to Cheryl and Liz, who um, are playing uh, wing toss. Didn't even realize that game really had a name, but it's when mm. you throw a ring. Yeah, you know, throw in the rings, and the, yeah, it makes a lot of sense when you hear a ring toss. It's like, oh, yep, yep, yeah. I, I, I get it. <laughs> it. Makes a lot of sense. You know, That's the game with the it. rings and you throw them on the thing. Yeah, that one. <laughs> well, we learned that Liz was interning at a magazine in LA, and um, Cheryl says, you know, thinks it must have been hard being away from mm. Todd, but Liz kind of hums and haws about that. Yeah, she kind of makes a comment like, oh, you know, I was really busy learning all about magazines. You know, he was busy perfecting his jump shots, but it's kind of delivered in such a way that like clearly all is not well here between Mm. her and Todd. But also I want to shout out Cheryl's fucking adorable outfit that she's wearing in this scene. Oh, it's so gorgeous. She's got this lovely like it's a little halter top and kind of skirt. Yes. Matching set. Uh, They're this lovely bright blue with kind of white piping and these big white daisies on them. And it's so so viscerally 90s. Yes. (laughs) She looks amazing in it. Like, it's such a great outfit. I really loved that. It's very stylish 90s beachwear. Oh, very. It's the kind of thing you'd see in like Sugar or one of those magazines. And then you're like, oh, that's lovely. But I I could simply never wear it here because when would you? (laughs) I mean, try going down a beach in Ireland in the summer. (laughs) In any sort of glamorous outfit, you're too busy shivering or like trying to, you know, hide from the wind. <laughs> like you're freezing before you even get near the water. So just forget oh. about it. Like, So you won't be cavorting, no. put it that way. <laughs> no cavorting on these beaches. <laughs> well, Cheryl reminds us of her modelling days and says that, you know, the best thing about being away was that you got to have a great reunion with your mm. boyfriend when you uh, saw each other again. The needed turns up asks them if they want to see her scrapbook. And I have to say, Cheryl's quite rude. Cheryl's very eye-rolly in this one. You kind of get the yeah. feeling like she doesn't particularly like Enid in this episode. Yes. And that hasn't really been the vibe before. Like, cause... No, I don't think they've... I think they've done Cheryl a bit wrong in they this, have, uh, in this, this episode. They made yeah. it more of a, a bitch, which she hasn't been before. Yeah, that's really She's not... She's been sort of no-nonsense, like when she was trying taking them all off to the, you know, wilderness. Yeah. Stuff, but... Yeah, yeah. Or when she wouldn't buy into the fortune telling machine, all that kind of stuff. Like she's the kind of straight shooter, doesn't take any shite. But yes. uh, but yeah, it just kind of edged into mean a bit in this episode, which, yeah, I wasn't super delighted about. Yeah, because when Edith asks them if they want to see the scrapbook, Cheryl very sort of unfriendlyly mm. says, oh, we're in the middle of a ring toss. And uh, Edith's like, oh, no worries. And just takes all the rings and throws them right onto the stick thing and says she was the champion wing tosser <laughs> at, uh, at camp. <laughs> That's it. It was very impressive, actually, in fairness, because she did like one handed just pick up a bunch of those. They're like the size of hula hoops nearly and just kind of flings them and absolutely nails the shot. It's like, all right, yeah. good for you, Enid. <laughs> 
Oh, I like that moment. Mm. Meanwhile, Winston's being taunted by the child who stole his kite. <laughs> He's still chasing this child up and down the beach to no avail. Yes. We cut back to Enid showing her frankly worrying scrapbook contents. I'm actually worried about Enid. She, she's been through some stuff this summer. I feel like we need to pay more attention to Enid. She's not okay. <laughs> well, her scrapbook includes things like slices of spam mm-hmm. and plasters like band-aids from children's blisters. This is like somebody is having a sort of, I don't know, uh... Howard Hughes, like, hoarding your toenails and <laughs> no. wee. Like, it's, it's like, an yeah. odd thing to collect in a scrapbook. No. Oh, God, surely this was meant to be, you know, cute little mementos, like a picture one of the kids drew of her yeah. and some photos of them all <laughs> fucking canoeing or whatever the hell you do in summer camp. <laughs> we don't know, listeners, very obvious. Look, I'm basing this off of, like, Adam's family values, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as well as all these odd artefacts, there is a collection of mm. correspondence. Mm, yeah, she kind of mentions it in a kind of a throwaway manner that like, oh, and at the back, there's a bunch of letters uh, that people wrote to me. Uh, and Liz kind of pulls out one of the cards and she's like, oh, this is from Manny. And then kind of realizes these are all from Manny. Uh, and Enid's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he wrote to me every week. He must really like to write. <laughs> and Liz is kind of looking at it and she's like, I think what he likes is you, Enid. Mm. I mean, you're not. I mean, this has been very obvious for a while. So mm. it was kind of obvious to Enid, I think, in the last series that Manny liked her. Because yeah. here she's completely like, what? <laughs> it's a she was turning up at her house at four o'clock in the morning. That's right. And did he kiss her or he hugged her? Or there was something, there was some kind of moment where it was like, yes. oh, he clearly very much likes Enid. And now he's made that clear to her. And then they kind of dropped it for a bunch of episodes. So it was kind of yeah. weird and not resolved. And then they kind of did have one episode where it's like they were spending so much time together. They kept like doing the same things. And he just kind of ran away then when she realized that. But yeah, there's been no kind of, they didn't really pick up after that at all. So Freena now to be like, what? And in total disbelief yeah. is a bit weird. But it's like, we're just kind of starting from scratch here with everything, basically, including oh, the spaces. Oh, I guess we are, yeah. <laughs> It's year zero, folks. You know what? I bet you there's a fucking paradise spa in Bermuda and Lila was there all summer getting a new face. (laughs) I've solved it. And Todd was there too. That's why Liz didn't see him. Exactly. He wasn't playing basketball. He was getting a new face too. Do you know what? I feel a lot better about it now. There you go. We can, we'll fucking, we'll bend anything to work with our (laughs) storylines. We will shoehorn in as much as we have to to make it fit. Well, speaking of Todd, we cut to him playing Frisbee and a hilarious off-screen extra oh. going, Go get it, bro! Oh, <laughs> I loved this guy. It's like, just give us one look at him, please. Because there is literally just a man off-screen just going, Woo, yeah, bro! <laughs> but they are not going to pay anybody to actually appear on screen no. to do that line. That is like... One of the cameramen or something. <laughs> Definitely a guy holding a microphone or a boom mic or something. Just like, yeah, hooray. Go on, Todd. <laughs> now, then Liz comes up and suggests they go on a hike to some mm-hmm. Aztec pyramids. Mm. Now, I was looking to see where, I know there are pyramids mm-hmm. in Mexico, but it looks like the most well-known ones are um, about 40k from Mexico City. And not on the coast. 
So I don't know when they go to like Rome <laughs> cross country. I mean, yeah. Mexican listeners or anybody who knows Mexico well. Hmm. Um, is this a likely thing that you can go from some sort of entirely English speaking beach resort to a pyramid? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Also, I was kind of confused because I thought it was more like Mayan runes that you'd find around Mexico. But I, yeah, there are actually Aztec ones, too, I believe. Um, yes. So, yeah, like I did go see some Mayan ruins, but they weren't like the big cool pyramid type of ones, oh. but it was still cool. Um I mean, because yeah. it, because it was going to take like an entire day to get out and back to the actual like full on pyramids. I think Chichen Itza was the one that you could like book a, a trip to, but it was like yeah, it was going to take your entire day basically to get over and back. Um but yeah, I don't know how how gettable to they are because the way Liz is talking it's like you know a hike and we'll bring a picnic and the the pyramids are meant to be spectacular at sunset so it's like so you're hiking back in the dark from where like what's going on here (laughs) again Mexican listeners let us know where these locations (laughs) might be uh, apparently there are sites um, pyramids known as uh, Aztec pyramids in I'm trying to pronounce this right but it looks like it is the pronunciation guide says Teotihuacan Teotihuacan okay. yeah 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 um, and it's in the Valley of Mexico hmm. so it's, but yeah uh, as you say these are all all the kind of good pyramid shit is like well inland like that's um, oh do you know what it's the Aztecs claimed them um they are oh. older than the aztec uh, huh. okay. era so um I'm, I'm just fascinated by the fact that liz thinks as you say they can go on a sort of an all day the nighttime hike yeah because she makes it sound like it's a little kind of 40 minute wander up a hill and then back again to the hotel and it just doesn't seem likely <laughs> It is making me want to go to Mexico, though, which is, I mean, I guess this is not the, uh, this is probably the only reference to any sort of Mexican culture that we hmm. get in, yeah. the, uh, that is true. In, in the entire series. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, Todd doesn't want to go. Yeah, he's very rude because like Liz is kind of saying all this to him and he's just kind of catching his frisbee and throwing it throwing it back to amazing off-screen guy. Uh, because yeah, when she mentions that they're meant to be, you know, the pyramids are spectacular at sunset, Todd like catches his frisbee um, quite dramatically and he's like, now that's spectacular. And then just like runs off and just doesn't reply to anything that she's saying. Because she also mentions she wants to tell him all about her internship. So it's like, yes, the suggestion here is they actually haven't really spent much time together at all since she got back. It's like she got back and they immediately... <laughs> went to Mexico and didn't talk to each other the whole way. <laughs> I know. And it's sort of almost implied that like something has happened. Like, oh my God, I just realised that we began the last season with Todd in a fucking sulk because he'd come <laughs> back from Vermont and it was all like, oh, we're on a beach and we're going back to school tomorrow. Oh, and God. that was really awkward. Todd and beaches, they just don't go together. <laughs> Brings out the worst in him, which saying really something. <laughs> yeah. He just runs away. Mm. Well, we cut to Jessica on a giant uh, mobile phone and she's calling reception because and saying her TV is broken. All the shows are in Spanish. <laughs> oh, Jess. Mm. <laughs> um, the others approach and Winston says, well, of course she can't get, you know, uh, North American TV mm. here. She'll need a satellite dish. and But that explains the sort of technical... Um, you know specifics yeah. that required for this and Cheryl again it was on this personality transplant it's like <laughs> oh Winston I see computer camp turned you into a nerd 
Yeah, again, like... Sorry, what? Kind of mean, Cheryl. Like, I like Cheryl, but I don't know what's going on with her in this episode. Like, the, the writers have made her into kind of a bitch, and I'm not here for it. No. Um, but the actual conversation is kind of funny. Uh, it, like, this sounds more like something Lila or Jess would say. People who we know don't like Winston. Um, yes. Because, yeah, when she says, you know, the computer can really turned you into a nerd, Jessica's like, what do you mean, turned into? And even then, Winston's like, yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> Clearly, I've already been a nerd. Where have you been? <laughs> nerd pride. There you go. <laughs> um, well, Jessica orders a giant Neptune platter <laughs> and charges it to the Fowler account and assures the others that whatever, you know, treats they uh, are in the mood for, mm-hmm. they can just charge it to Lila. Oh boy. Yeah, so this is Jessica's suggestion that they all just fucking screw Lila basically and charge everything to the Fowler account. Um yeah. also Jessica's a total dick to the waiter here. Uh, oh, she's she really is. Really rude. Uh and I kept kind of thinking, okay, surely there's going to be some kind of like a comeuppance for her. So mm-hmm. I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens there. <laughs> but just it's like she's so rude to the wait staff. I was just like, damn, this seems like excessive even for Jessica to be honest. It really does. Uh but we can't ponder that for too long. Because we get the first montage. Oh my God. I was fucking delighted by the return yeah. of the montage. It's <laughs> just like with everything else that's so different and weird in this episode, you can always rely on a montage to bring things back to familiar, beloved territory. <laughs> you can because we see uh, Liz and Jessica on a speedboat. Hmm. Uh, we see Todd and Winston on a speedboat. We see Cheryl and Edith on a speedboat. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone so gets I guess to go can... on People, um, we see them getting massages. We hear music, jangly music. Says we want a holiday. <laughs> Do what we want. All these little kind of um, vignettes then of everyone having like fun on a boat, dancing. Oh yeah, because there was a great oh. shot of Winston and Todd dancing on the boat. I was like, oh, I just guys dudes. <laughs> synchronized dance moves on the boat it is hilarious but it is all interspersed then with people just signing on everything onto the Fowler account basically Mm -hmm. so the charges are racking up pretty quickly because yeah everyone's having a go on the boat dancing on the boat (laughs) having a great time (laughs) getting massages they all go snorkeling or you can see them kind of emerging in wetsuits with snorkels yes Um, Winston comes out of the sea and just falls on his face (laughs) because I don't know that's what he does now Um, there is kind of a funny but then where there's like another kind of trio getting massages and it kind of pans across from Todd to Enid and then it shows Winston just getting absolutely pummeled by yes. his masseuse <laughs> who's just beating the shit out of him which is pretty funny <laughs> but he's paying or sorry Lila is paying mm. for it uh, for the for the privilege of these Indeed. treat for this treatment and um we leave the montage and cut to Enid approaching Winston and says she wants to ask him um you know all about Manny mm. and Winston says rather charmingly well he's five foot six but he carries himself like he's five seven <laughs> <laughs> again this is the thing because I was so horrified by his haircut at the start but by the time as the episode was going on I was like oh he's still so charming I actually don't even yeah. care anymore about the hair <laughs> I still care a bit but yeah I can look past it but yeah but you know you can still appreciate him I think for being adorable yes. and funny but it's a shame it's a shame it's different hair <laughs> it really is well Edith wants to know if Manny ever talks about her and Winston is like oh you know what does he ever stop talking about you and uh she he says remember he cut that lock of your hair for a chemistry experiment what the fuck kind of chemistry experiment was that and uh he still got it in his locker yeah Ian is like wow that's so sweet and Winston's like yeah I imagine <laughs> creepy and I was just like I'm glad you said it Winston 
That's what I was about to say. <laughs> I kind of presumed that the chemistry thing was like an excuse for him to have a lock of her hair rather than an actual experiment. Yes, but, I assumed but, so. But you know, so. In curriculum, who even knows? <laughs> Oh, they could squeeze in hair analysis between cardio funk and uh... cloning. <laughs> it's a double header. <laughs> Nothing would surprise me about that school. So I fully expect to see that in the curriculum the rest of this season. Uh, well, then we get, I guess, another. Uh, I don't even know. Is this even a Mexican stereotype? I don't know mm. what's going on. But Lila and Jessica arrive at the hotel for their guacamole rub. And the, he's not even trying to do a Mexican accent, for which I guess we should be grateful. Um, <laughs> manager Paco mm. says the computer system of the hotel has tracked excessive spending on Lila's account. So he's put a hold on the account mm-hmm. until the bill is paid in full. <gasps> yeah. So Lila is kind of unfazed by this, as is Jessica, because when he makes mm-hmm. the point about there being like excessive amounts of spending, Jessica's like, mm, well, it's just as well, Lila's from an excessively wealthy family. Uh, and they're both kind of bitchy and rude to him yeah. uh, while all this is going on. Again, this is kind of like a running thing of them both being dicks to uh, to the hotel staff. Uh, so Lila takes out a credit card and she's like, oh, whatever, just can we go now? Jessica has a short attention span. And again, it is one of those funny moments where, <laughs> where Brittany plays it really well and she's just like, there's a beat or two and she's like, huh, what? Yeah. <laughs> And again, I have to say, Lila's really like book Lila. She is. She is, in fairness to her. Yeah, like, mm. yeah, you have to give her that. Uh, well, it turns out, yeah, they don't accept American Express, which does surprise me, because mm. this is... Seems unlikely. <laughs> yeah, it is a, a resource that caters largely to Americans. You think it would take American credit cards. But maybe there was a cross-border issue. Again, uh, well, listeners... Also, maybe Paco was sick of their shite, and he was like, no, fuck these two. They can figure out something else. <laughs> Well, Lila says, what do you mean? We're Americans. <laughs> and uh, Jessica says, oh, whatever. Like, just ring your dad and get him to send, you know, wire the cash or whatever. Mm. But uh, George is apparently incommunicado. Yeah. <laughs> According to Lila, he's sailing in the middle of the Pacific Ocean at the minute. So he is unreachable. Good heavens. Mm. But uh, anyway, she's not too worried because she has $500 in her wallet and she hands it to Paco. But Paco reveals they actually owe 7832 <laughs> And Lila says, excuse me, as well she might. How much I mean, were those massages? Holy shit, that is some expensive everything. <laughs> I guess there's, there's Jessica filling her fridge with lobster and ordering her Neptune's feast <laughs> here and there. She's full of lobster, that girl. <laughs> I mean, did they buy the speedboat? Like, seriously, nearly <laughs> eight grand in an <laughs> afternoon. Fuck's sake. <laughs> so we cut to the beach where Lila reveals that her dad has actually been sort of, you know, um, like losing his patience with mm. all her spending and has threatened to uh, go so far as to, you know, I thought it was going to be cut her off, but no, it's just he's going to put a limit on yeah. her outgoings. Um. So they don't know how they're going to pay this bill and they think things can't get any worse. But then Winston suggests they join him for a dip. Ooh, Winston strolls by with, with his inflatable T-Rex and he's like, hey, want to go for a dip? And this is apparently framed as like things getting worse. And it's like, oh, this is so rude. <laughs> I know. It's implausible. Yeah. 
Well, Lila is appalled and says she wouldn't share the ocean with him. And uh, Winston turns to his uh, inflatable dinosaur, Dino, for comfort. (laughs) Again, great work here from Winston. He's like, all right, come on, Dino. Let's go find some nice women. (laughs) (laughs) And then Lila wonders, like, what did they do to him at that computer camp? Like, he's talking to inflatable animals. And this gives Jessica an idea. Yeah, so Jessica, uh, which is... A slight repeat of a storyline, at least in mm-hmm. in theory. Uh, she wonders if maybe they should try to break into the computer on the ho- in the hotel and erase the total from the account. Uh, and like, hello, Bob Russo. I mean, <laughs> good morning, <laughs> Pele, <laughs> Polo. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> Oh god, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, yes. So Lila is very taken with this idea. Although again, it is quite a good line again here, and it is a very Lila from our first two seasons Lila type of line, uh, where she turns to Jessica and she's like, "That is downright devious and unethical. I love it." <laughs> but then she's like, "Do you know how to use computer?" And Jessica says, "No, because like use a computer covers all bases mm. from yes. hacking to you know." It did in nineteen ninety six. <laughs> let's be real <laughs> in fairness I I think that was the year that I know the 1995 was the year they gave arts students in my university email addresses Ooh. so uh, that was the only thing we could we could <laughs> do on a computer and it didn't you had to take along your own floppy disk to save your emails onto oh my god <laughs> oh, <Trimber> floppy disks <laughs> Because Trinity's uh, computer server wasn't big enough to um, hold undergraduates' emails. So you just didn't like, you want to save those mails, you better download it onto oh your own God. disk. Onto your little floppy disk with your fucking 16 kilobytes or whatever the fuck was on it. Absolutely nothing. Your Eudora account. Oh. So, uh, yeah, in fairness, I can't mock Jessica because I was exactly the same. Um, but uh, Jessica may not know how to use a computer, but she does know how to use Winston <gasps> this is true and again like this is something she has done before because she got him she tricked Winston or finagled her way into getting Winston to hack a computer for her previously uh, so she does this very flirtatious oh Winston <laughs> and he runs over and he's like you rang <laughs> but uh, yeah she's like oh god he's so funny he's so witty uh, we want to hear all about computer camp and of course Winston is very suspicious and he's like I think yeah. he spent too much time in the sun <laughs> He's like, there's something definitely up here. This is not normal behavior. <laughs> well, they ask him outright about um, hacking into the system, but he says that that's completely illegal and he's not doing it. And Jessica again delivers this line really nicely. She's like, oh, where, where? Oh, you're such a baby. But Winston says, real men stand up for what's right. And then his child enemy steals his dinosaur and he runs away. Poor Winston is being tormented by this child. <laughs> I do always enjoy uh, any scenario where somebody's nemesis is a child. Is a kid that is always very entertaining. Yeah. To be fair, I have put that into at least two of my books. It's <laughs> a joke that never gets old. It's so, so good. <laughs> so uh, Jessica decides they're going to have to do it themselves. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because she does say she kind of starts to say, "Well, you know what they say when you want something done right." And Lila's like, "You pay somebody to do it." But it's like, "No, no, we're gonna have to do this ourselves." <laughs> so they, I mean, it's not difficult. 
like to a surprising degree. I, I do worry about what uh, sort of racket Paco is running because <laughs> the cost of their, you know, afternoon activities combined with the total lack of security at the desk <laughs> is worrying, frankly. Uh, truly, this who is running this place? <laughs> what kind of an absolute joke are these resorts? <laughs> Because, yeah, they just turn a computer on and just there's no passwords or anything. I can tell you there were pa- passwords existed back in 1996. Oh, my God. And, uh, but also, the entire system is in English, despite the fact this place is it in Mexico. It is. Did you get to see how they how they get rid of everybody? Because there was someone behind the desk when they arrive up first. Oh, no, I didn't. Maybe oh. it's because my phone screen was so tiny and blurred. Okay, yeah, no, because there's a little... Uh, when they kind of walk up to the to the desk, there is someone in behind it at first and people around. But they have to get it, get everyone to clear out. Yeah. You didn't see this? No. No. Oh. Was there? Oh, God. it might have been a bit missing. An so ad break. Yes. There you go. You might have actually missed a bit. So okay, <gasps> because the two of them walk up. So there is literally a person in terms in terms of security. There's at least one person sitting at that computer when they get there. Um. So Lila's kind of looking around and she's like, "We're going to need a miracle to pull this off." And then Jess announces very loudly, "Holy guacamole! The Virgin Mary is appearing in a quesadilla." Uh. And oh my God! I yeah. that was. You Maybe that was just going out for taste reasons of a YouTube version. I know, we're just like, this feels racist. <laughs> like, it, sh- it sure does. Because like, they show like the girl behind the counter who was at the computer, like jumps up and blesses herself. And you can hear like people talking excitedly in Spanish. And then there are like American voices as well going, oh my God, grab a camera. And everyone runs off. Off camera, off to the I'm, side. To look I am speechless. <laughs> oh God, I can't believe you missed that. <laughs> I would definitely remember that. I, that. I was kind of thinking, I was like, are we not going to talk about the Virgin Mary case? I watched the episode on Amazon because mm-hmm. it's now available in the US and I have invaded magic, my way. Magic, magic, that's <laughs> how you did it. It's more hilarious. I was able to watch it on American Amazon Prime. Uh, so obviously yeah i suppose maybe the the youtube clips might have been a bit chopped up here and there because of ad breaks and stuff so you might lose a few minutes here and there so for the uh, for the full effect and the, the virgin Mary quesadilla announcement yeah you'll you'll need to watch the full episode on Prime. and listeners just saying that my vpn was not working with uh with um to get me american hmm. amazon a few days ago However, when I was using Chrome and I connected to Albuquerque, just saying, if that's had anything to do with it, you know, just, just if anybody, not that I'm suggesting anybody ever do this, but, you know, um, it did. Uh, oh, hang on. We're speaking behind a paywall here. OK, oh, yeah. great. Yes, I did just use me. <laughs> Express VPN hooked up to the Albuquerque American location and could use my my Prime account, my registered in Ireland, build in Ireland mm-hmm. Prime account to access American Prime. And yeah. there was Sweet Valley. Oh my god, so, it's very it's very exciting. So yeah, so that's the thing. So you would have watched this episode on YouTube, whereas I, I saw did. it on, on Prime. I was using NordVPN. If that's any use to anybody, I don't know. Other VPNs are available, but I have to say, I mean, you can speak for Nord and I can yeah. speak for Express. It's safe and it is worth every penny of the fifty nine euros a year I pay for it. <laughs> Well, that's how you get your Sweet Valley fix uh, in, I was going to say good resolution, decent resolution, because, you know, it's not exactly 
fucking 4K or anything, yeah. but it is, you can make out what things are and you can read the names of the hotel on the towels. So that's, you know, that's the kind of shit that I need. <laughs> oh, well, well, I definitely would only read the name of the hotel when it was large and in charge. Prominently on displayed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in the, uh, on the computer screen. Oh, the computer yeah. screen. Let's talk yeah. about the computer screen. <laughs> Because after this racist uh, distraction, <laughs> um, they find Lila's booking very quickly. Oh my god, so quickly! There's just this like list of names, and it's, yeah, it is it, the whole interface appears to be in English, which again seems unlikely. <laughs> but we do get that just glorious, like fucking cobbled together <laughs> PC screen that doesn't fucking mean anything, but everything's fucking bright yellow. <laughs> It's they wonderful. love bright yellow. They re- like I don't know what was going on in the graphics department. <laughs> they were having a great time. <laughs> but yeah, just another delightful, uh, you know, computer screen interface because I always appreciate a bit of graphics work. It's just it's always fun. <laughs> well, they somehow accidentally double the total of their debt, mm. and uh, just as they're uh, you know gasping in horror over this, Paco turns up. I mean, he, Paco could call the police because they are literally breaking into his uh, hotel's yeah. system. But he um, he just says, oh, I see you owe even more. And they try to bluff their way out of it, but no joy. Yeah, no good. So now, yeah, now they're on the hook for, what is it now? Like over $15,000 yes. or something outrageous <laughs> like that. <laughs> Jesus. Well, we cut to Enid, who's reading the, all the letters Manny sent uh, sent her at camp hmm. to Liz. Uh, it's clear, Liz says, that Manny loves her. By the way, Enid did not reply to any of those letters. Oh, it's extremely <laughs> rude. I know, because what she kind of realises, oh, maybe he likes her to say, oh, I guess I should have written back at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Damning it, that is cold. Then again, maybe she was just so busy dodging, you know, masked murderers uh, and, oh, yeah. you know, resurrected serial killers jumping into lakes, all that kind of carry on. It's a busy summer. And children were getting shot shot in the neck with kites. <laughs> so... Attacked by dragon kites. <laughs> Dying of blisters. She, uh, she had a lot on. Well, Todd approaches uh, and uh, throws a ball at Liz and is like, come on, or a giant ball and just goes, let's kick this around. Like, it's a huge beach ball, but he literally just lobs it at Liz's face and it just bounces <laughs> off her head and she's like, what the fuck? Her face is very funny at that moment. <laughs> Well, unsurprisingly, she does not want to kick around a giant beach ball. She says she's doing a crossword. And uh, Todd says, squares make him nauseous. Very strange. Um, So uh, she says, well, look, I need to relax after, you know, the summer that I've just spent interning. Now, she did want to do what was possibly a 40 mile hike. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Because, yeah, he suggests they go for a run on the beach. And she's like, no, like, I, I want to relax. And then he's like, you've had all summer to relax. Because it's like, does he know that she was working all summer on an internship? Because he just seems really oblivious to everything about Liz in this episode. It's very strange. He really does. And he's all annoyed with her. He's like, fine. It's like, yeah. I'm sorry, Todd. You are the one who's clearly not paying any attention to yeah. Liz's life. Well, we cushed to Lila and Jess. And uh, Lila says, and actually can't really blame her. Okay, freeloaders, pay up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they meet up with the whole gang and Lila's like right you've racked up all these charges on my account and now you better pay me um, and Jessica joins in with the confrontation she's like yeah you should all be ashamed taking advantage of Lila's generosity like this and Todd's like yeah alright Miss Neptune's Feast uh, pointing out 
the fucking yeah. thousands of dollars worth of lobster that Jessica has been scoffing. Um, and he then pipes up about Todd. She's like, weren't you jet skiing all morning? Uh, and it kind of devolves into people accusing each other of ridiculous shit because then Jessica is like, well, I'm not the one who hired a mariachi band to lull myself to sleep, Enid. Uh, which is such an insane thing to do. <laughs> That's it's, not music. Very, it's not very relaxing. It sure isn't. Um, and then Cheryl is throwing out accusations. She's like to Jessica, well, you know, one of us certainly spent a lot of time in the hotel gift shop uh, and it just devolves into everybody yelling at each other. It does, because they've all been splashing out. Yeah. But then Lila reveals she persuaded Paco to let them work off their debt because this fortnight we're all about the teens working in resorts for no actual <laughs> money. This is what happens. Yeah, it was hilarious because she actually blows a whistle when they're all just shouting at each other. And I'm just like, where the fuck did Lila get a whistle from? <laughs> but it turns out that, yes, she's come to an arrangement with the manager. She was like, so instead of all of us going to jail, <laughs> we're all going to work off our debts. And here's your new job assignments. And Liz is like, what about you, Lila? So Lila reveals that she's the activities coordinator. And of course, mm. people want to know what activities it is that she's coordinating. And she's like, yours. Now get going and hands everyone clipboards <laughs> and yells at them to get to work. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, the boys, um, uh, we cut to the boys who are now decked out in, I was going to say club paradise. In, um, <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah. <laughs> Puerto Paradiso. What is it? Puerto Paradiso. Puerto Paradiso. <laughs> uh, Puerto Paradiso uniforms. And they're arguing over who did the most jet skiing. <laughs> and then some old lady called Mrs. Greenbaum needs to be oiled. Well, they're like giving some sort of sun lotion and they act like this is the worst, you know, job they could possibly have to do. I know. Yeah, because Lila comes up to them and she's like, oh, you know, kind of reels off a list of things for them to do. They're kind of moving chairs around or deck chairs around on the beach. Yeah. She's like, oh, a kid threw up in Cabana 3. And she's like, oh, and Winston, Mrs. Greenbaum needs sunscreen on her back. And there's a whole like, Mrs. Who? And like all this back and forth about who is this woman? And then the kind of, it pans to like a very normal woman <laughs> who just yeah. waits. The sun lounger, uh, and it's this whole like, oh my god, kind of moment. But it's like, this is just a normal looking woman in her, I don't know, 50s, 40s. It's kind of hard to date because everyone looks older in the 90s anyway. But yeah. uh, I was just like, that was a totally normal looking woman. What's going on? Um, so yeah, that's their terrible fate. Cheryl and Enid are picking up trash while Enid is trying to, you know, think of smooth talking lines for Manny. Mm-hmm. And later they all collapse in exhaustion. Um, but Jessica comes up and she claims to be just as tired, but she has not been uh, doing the hard labor. Not so much. That the others yeah. have been doing. The rest of them are, are slogging out under that sunshine in their uniforms, whereas Jessica kind of rocks up in this really like cute little pink polka dotty outfit with her nice little sunglasses on and announces that she's exhausted because she had to put an entire box of postcards out on the rack and it took her like an hour. And now she wants a fluffy towel from the stack the poor Liz has been uh, <laughs> carrying. Um, but then Lila reveals that the uh, the the debt is half paid off. She's making me wonder again, how much do the workers get paid? Because there's only five of them. And if they manage to like do seven grand's worth of labor, they're actually. Because the way she announces that here's your assignments for today suggests it's a new day. But then it's like, so are they still staying in the hotel, but now working there? Is it just an afternoon's work? Have they been there for a week and we're cutting to this? Because again, yeah, how are like five teens? working even for a week like making 
enough to cover like a bill of $7,000? She was nearly 8000 It was 7800 and something. True. Yeah. Um, well, Winston then realizes somehow that the girls accidentally racked up double charges. So they've already worked off all the money that they tech really owe, like yeah. the, the charges they racked up. So the rest is Lila and Jessica's problem because they were the ones who fucked up the hacking part. Mm. And uh, so they just raced to the car to drive back to Sweet Valley. Basically, yeah, they work it. I think Liz had kind of tallied up what it was that they had charged exactly. And she was like, that only came yeah. to about $7,000. So from there, then Winston somehow susses out that, yeah, they obviously messed up the hacking and doubled the amount somehow. Uh, so, yeah, once they realize that, oh, well, I guess, I guess the rest of the bill is their problem. So and basically they're just like, right, let's get the fuck out of here and just run yeah. to the car. <laughs> So we cut to the moon beach and Todd and Liz are uh, are sitting in a booth and we mm. learned they left Jessica and Lila back in Mexico, still working there for, for the, another week, I guess. Yes. And uh, Todd says uh, he hopes that Liz is still up for their rollerblading that <laughs> afternoon. Hooray. Oh, but unfortunately she's not because she wants to stop by the Oracle to set up her office for uh, getting back to school. So yeah. she suggests that they have dinner that night, but then Todd can't because he's, what was it? He's like watching the game with the boys. Which boys? Is he back with the goons? Like, <laughs> goon squad. Or like, yeah, the other guys on the basketball team that he had previously thrown chips at. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're all pals again. <laughs> Uh, I mean, they, they got rid of Ken. Well, actually, they had Ken moving back to town and never moving away again. So I guess he's still there somewhere. Maybe. As long as they don't have to fucking look at him. <laughs> that was a dark day. Oh, truly. Us. Truly a bad time. <laughs> so anyway, they basically can't coordinate time that suits both of them. And then mm. Enid rushes in. Um, she's uh, she's clearly discovered her true feelings for ma- her, you know, true love for Manny. And she's... Yeah. Brought him back a sombrero, um, and we're told she hasn't been this nervous since she played a yam in some sort of Thanksgiving show. And then Todd is like, "Oh, so I hope you're not booked out for Thanksgiving. If not, maybe we could, you know, meet up then." And she says, "Okay, can we talk about this later?" Because uh, like Ada does right there. That's it's so rude. <laughs> so rude. Really? Yeah, like that's the thing because Enid has shown up, is talking about this other thing, mentions Thanksgiving, and then Todd, to Enid at least, this is out of nowhere. He's suddenly yeah. just like really cattily kind of saying to Liz, Oh, how about Thanksgiving? Will he be free then? So it's like he's now rowing with Liz in front of Enid, and it's like, This is so awkward for everybody. What is going on here? I know. And uh, he re- he's like, when he just goes, Oh, yeah, sure, talk about later, and uh, just stomps off. I know, it's, it's like, just, oh, like it's this really Todd is, awkward. He's too new to be this much of a bitch so early. <laughs> like, yes. It's not enjoyable. <laughs> well, then Manny enters. Uh, he's, he's had a haircut too. And oh. um, Enid gives him the sombrero and says very sweetly, it's really, you know, good to see you and that she's been thinking about him a lot. Hmm. And then some girl in a very authentic Slip dress over a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Extremely. <laughs> oh, memories come flooding back. Uh, she comes in, puts her arm around Manny and says very woodenly, Manny, you're so funny. Where'd you get that silly hat? <laughs> this poor girl. <laughs> yeah. 
but uh, yeah unfortunately she sure isn't but look who is Um, so Manny kind of he takes off the hat and then you know like he's kind of embarrassed by it so you know that's Mm. a bit of a dig for poor Enid Uh, but he then turns and introduces his new girlfriend Simone to everybody (gasps) and Enid is crushed she basically she basically runs away crying (laughs) (laughs) and Liz is all sad for her no so we cut back to Puerto Paradiso, um, where Lila and Jessica are working in. I was very confused because I was watching this on my phone. Um, is it like a mud bath? I think so. I think that's what it's meant to be because I was also I quite Christ confused. It is. Even, even watching. <laughs> oh God! Otherwise, that was a very disturbing scene. But no, I I think it is like yeah, some kind of like mud bath thing that. Yeah, would be filled with mud that you then lie on, lie into. I guess I don't know, but yeah, it's like mm. this big kind of tiled room uh, mm. <laughs> with like yeah, what looks like a built-in bath. That uh, yeah, it looks like they just like with sponges like cleaning the mud out of it, which does not seem like the best way to do sense. that. Get a hose, like that'll be done in no length. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're they're working hard anyway and not happy about it. Yes, and their boss comes in, who has a sort of mysteriously has a sort of Middle European um, accent that says, "No talking, Val Verking," <laughs> and um, sort of yells at them for a bit. And the leaves they throw dirty sponges at each other. Oh, it's gross. <laughs> like, even though it is just like, I guess, mud for treatments or whatever, it's still like, yeah. bleh, no. But yeah, also this lady, I think, is also the masseuse from earlier that was like pummeling the <gasps> oh. shit out of Winston. Um, but yeah, it is meant to be a German accent that she's doing because yes. it then, then starts banging on about how like when you finish this, then you'll stuff the bratwurst and gut the fish and kind of oh, cackles to true. herself and walks out. Um, very strange altogether. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think Jess is kind of fed up and throws her sponge down, which then splashes Lila. And they get into like a splashy mud fight. Mm. It's gross. <laughs> and then Mexican, in inverted commas, music plays. And that's the end of Much Ado About Nachos. <laughs> There's our freeze frame. <laughs> Very strange. Does anybody's parents know where they are? I'm concerned. I mean, I guess they live there now. <laughs> You'll never leave. <laughs> Uh, well, Pipe to Alpha Sisters, what did you think of um, Much Ado About Nachos? Are you as discombobulated as we are by the new Lila and the new Todd? Like, even just one new actor would be a lot, but like, there's so much change they're just firing at us, like, in this episode. Between, like, yeah, yeah. two entirely new recasts, like Winston's haircut. Manny's haircut, I have to say, does actually oh. kind of suit him. I think it is an improvement. Um, it is an but, improvement, yes. Winston's but, uh, is definitely not. No, it's not. But again, he's charming enough that by you know halfway through the episode, mm. I was still very much enjoying him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> As we always do. <laughs> oh, bet you were trying not to sound like a pervert <laughs> and failing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is you who say it. <laughs> um, well five minute alpha sisters let us know what you thought you know where to find us we are on twitter at svh podcast you can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com and of course we are on instagram at svh podcast and uh yes we uh we heard from some of you after our last episode back in the mists of time i.e middle of december (laughs) Um, remember that <laughs> I know literally last year yeah. and 
Boffins and Buttons made the good point because you might remember the last episode was the clip show where the future twins oh. were selling the, the house. Yes, look um, back in anecdotes. That was it. <laughs> yes. Boffins and Buttons said, I'm trying to work out how old Ned and Alice are. And I'm guessing early 60s. Is the split level ranch house really too much for them in their twilight years? <laughs> They're not as spry as they used to be. <laughs> Alice no longer looks like the twin sister. Oh my God. <laughs> Well, Claire P. H. had a very good insight into uh, future Lila. Oh, that's right, because Lila was being referred to as Countess Lila de Franck. Uh, so Claire's theory was that uh, this could be what Lila is calling herself after marrying Jeremy Frank, of Frankly Speaking. <laughs> <laughs> They're a talk show power couple. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Sahaga Graham um, said in response to the montage of Todd's uh, I've got to kill that guy, asked the important question, did he actually kill any of those guys? (laughs) I guess we'll never know. It's a whole new Todd now. (laughs) Oh, I I wonder, will he like want to kill that guy? I have a feeling you won't. I don't think so either. Yeah, I feel like it's all kind of fresh starts and I don't know. It's yet yet to be seen if it's for the better. We don't know yet. Hmm. Uh, Pippi Ann Shirley said, and this is a really good point too. She said, I'll say this. This episode, the clip one, hmm. really highlights how wildly uneven the show has been. Some of these clips were from the most fun episodes, but it was like going to a movie and realising that every good bit was in the trailer. <laughs> Said, but Todd Fist of Fury montage, amazing. 10 out of 10. Nice. <laughs> so you can't well, go wrong with a montage. All else fails, no. throw in a montage and we'll probably be happy. <laughs> well, we hope they continue the montages. This is promising, the hmm. you know, montage of the first episode. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess we'll see what will happen next week. Because next week is the introduction of somebody whose <laughs> name baffled us when we read it in the Patman saga. <laughs> Oh my god, yes, so shoehorned in at the end. Like, my goodness, they were really going for that uh, fucking let's tie shit up together, vertical integration. <laughs> because it will it will be the arrival of Shred. <laughs> Reginald Shred Patman. <laughs> well, I'm actually speechless about Shred. just fucking joke. <laughs> Getting rid of Bruce. Like, like they, they don't. Oh, it's 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 outrageous like they fucking they torpedo his character leave him out mm. of half the episodes and then just ditch him all together like bruce is such a good character i don't understand why they've just written him out it doesn't make this sense. is the thing because like he's a good douchebag oh. like every teen show needs one that's it and, and like him and lila bounce off each other as the two rich kids like so yeah it's, yeah, it's a shame that he won't even be part of the dynamic now. And he was kind of just getting more and more distant from the gang, mm. even in the second series. Like they were really kind of putting a wall between you. Know, he's so busy managing the Moon Beach. So like, he's obviously had enough. I was just going to say, he had a full-time job. <laughs> he's actually moving away so he can go to school probably. <laughs> For fuck's sake. But uh, yeah, so it's a pity that they, they, they fucked his character basically. So it's a shame they did i wonder will we even see him in the next episode like will he at least have a cameo and get to you know say goodbye to the i I think it's an off-screen goodbye from bruce because i could see the opening titles now from where i was watching this episode and there is no bruce in those opening titles Uh, the end of an era Mm. i mean 
end of another era. We've already had the end of an era. <laughs> all the eras. <laughs> Well, Pi Beta Alpha sisters, we're looking forward to seeing, uh, to sharing this, this wild ride with you. <laughs> really, really appreciate you supporting us and the show. And uh, a, a hearty welcome to all the new PBA recruits. Absolutely. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> yeah, because we've, uh, we've seemed to have, uh, have acquired a few, a few new listeners in the last few months who managed to get through all the backlist and have now signed with PBA to get through that backlist as well. And we salute you. We're very glad you enjoy the Sweet Valley Madness. And I hope you're all okay because it sounds like you are shotgunning episodes all day long. <laughs> so please also take breaks for yourselves because my goodness, that is a lot of Sweet Valley to cram into one's brain in a short space of time. <laughs> well, we will see you back in the main feed next week when we find out what happens when Todd and Liz are mm. almost married. Ooh. But we'll see you in the clubhouse <laughs> in two weeks where we... <laughs> we and the Sweet Valley Gang will face a... It's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> They will face a shred reckoning. Okay. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Let's all find out together. <laughs> See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.